When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're into the second hour of the Summer Run Home with Barney and the Missile this afternoon. If you missed the first hour, subscribe and listen to the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast. You can get that through Apple, Spotify, or download the SEN app. Uh, lots of text coming through, Barney. Might let you uh, rip into a couple of these. Yeah, mate. Uh, well, this is from right at the start of the show. When we were talking road trips. Uh, Coffs, Coffs Raider Reedy says, listening on the way to Margaret River while on a seven-week road trip with the wife, three kids, Oof. and the dog from Coffs Harbour to WA and back. Oof. Two weeks to go. Um, listen, hang in there, Reedy. Oh, that's a... And that's some boring roads between WA and Coffs Harbour. Oh, there's some big, flat, oh. open spaces. Sucker for punishment, Coffs Raider Reedy. What do you reckon's worse, the three kids or the dog? Who's causing you more dramas <laughs> mid-nullable? I reckon the dog would be able to hold its bladder better than a little kid. Yeah. Um, well, did you stop at Coffs on your way out? Uh, yeah, no, we did stop at Coffs, pulled into uh, big pulled into the Big Banana and the Bunnings and uh, shouted the kids a lunch because yeah, they had nice. the sausage sizzle on <laughs> at the uh, Bunnings there. So, uh, big spender. Mate, good day. Uh, the Reptile's got an A grade. Oh, yeah, here we go. Jared Waitley and the other Melbourne commentators on the cricket, the amount of times they mentioned that the Sydney test should be scrapped was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Mate, I don't know. Like, now. Everyone's calling for it. It's not just the SEN commentators. Every, no, it's everyone see, from Melbourne, pretty yeah, much. So yeah. it's it's a very well, much NWA a now as well, because they've got their back up, because they yeah. couldn't get a crowd to their test. Let's be honest. No, we're not taking a New Year's test to WA. No. Um, my, this was my thing, like, when, when they were talking about this. The day, it, the, the day it did rain in Sydney... So your only other real options are Brisbane and Adelaide. The same day it rained in Sydney, it was raining in Adelaide. And Brisbane had been underwater since New Year's. Like, yeah. I think it was sunny that Cyclones. day, but they, yeah. they, they've got their own weather issues. Like, where, where do we really want to take it? I, we, now, we, we threw this up last year, this theory that Jared Waitley, like, he, he wants – and basically, you know what? He's, he loves Melbourne, mm. but he thinks everything should be in Melbourne. Mm. So that, that's, that's the agenda. Look, I don't mind. Um, but if we're going to make a decision, let's have all the tests in Melbourne. Let's have all the tests in Melbourne. But you know, personally, I I thought the Sydney test was, uh, was a great test. And you went out there as well. I was. Day four, went out there with some mates. Uh, we had a great time, sat in the stands, um, watched, uh, watched Dave Warner's last ever innings. Um, very excited. One mate of ours, um, timing like you wouldn't believe, uh, says I'm off to take a leak, and uh, within th- four minutes, uh, Dave Warner walks out 
to start a play to 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 start to to start his innings for his yeah. last ever test innings. Like, cool. How was it from the urinal, mate? <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. How did you not see yeah. this coming? Uh, just on the David Warner innings, what was the feeling like? I mean, well, I was watching it on TV, but everyone it deflated the crowd a little bit when he got out before you know the end we, of the innings, but. We were discussing this uh, in the in the crowd because the bloke I was sitting with, Billy Darcy, who's done um, done a little bit of stuff here on SEN, um, mad cricket tragic. But he was saying, he goes, I reckon it's better if you him to get out now, get your own standing ovation because you're going to get the the love at the presentation or whatever else. Gotcha. Do do you just like do you want to get out and get your own standing yeah. ovation and then which Would you he see, did. Um, Philpy, one of your mates, Steve Philp, yes. uh, posted, he thought, that, well, he was speculating that Dave Warner might retire on 63 as a tribute to Phil Hughes, close mate. That would have been not, and you wouldn't put it part, that's the kind of thing Dave Warner, that it would occur to Dave Warner yeah. to do. Yeah, um, that would have been very poetic. Uh, and it made, like, beautifully touching too at the SCG, yeah. um, where they played so much cricket together. But uh, storylines rarely play out like that, do they? I mean, no. he got a pretty good one in that he picked his own date to retire. He got a half century. He couldn't have got a century. Not possible. Um, <laughs> you're just reading that text. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, I'm not reading it out on air, but uh, well, it's, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um Mick says, uh, tell old mate who's on the road trip, uh, that's Coffs Reedy, to come into his pub in Margaret River. It's called the Settlers Tavern. So oh, right. Two weeks ago, he might be on his way back by now. I'm not sure. Would you take two weeks to drive? Probably not. Probably. Uh, I think he said he was on the way to Margaret River right now when he was listening. Wasn't oh, beautiful. He? Well, mate, yeah, pop stop in. him at the Settlers Tavern. There you go. Beautiful. Say good day to Mick. He owns the pub. Send us, send us a pic, boys. You know what? Put it, uh, put it on uh, Instagram. The two of you having a beer together at the Settlers Tavern, and tag Joel Fletch Sen. And Mark will give you a Michael hat, Mickey hat. Hey, a Mickey hat. There we, there you go. we found a lot of them. Does in it cost extra? Like six boxes. <laughs> six boxes. Oh yeah, oh, well, everyone right. gets a well, Mickey well, hat. No, you got to earn them. You still got to earn them. We all know yeah, Brooksy yeah. doesn't send a whole lot of stuff out, so. Uh, I'm not saying I will either, but <laughs> <laughs> is it extra postage all the way to Margaret River? If, yeah, it would be. Mm. Oh well, Brooksy's got deep pockets. Uh, tourist, are you wearing underwear under your kilt for the Bucks? How good a mate is he? Says Lundy. Well, I won't be wearing a kilt to the Bucks. Ah, oh. this is from the first. Where's the Bucks? The Bucks. Well, I'm not going to be at the Bucks really because that's going to happen probably. I'm flying in a week before so, the wedding. What is the point of making the best man if you're not either A, organizing the Bucks, or B, going to be at the Bucks? Speech. Ooh. Uh, There's two of us. Right. He, well, the other guy doesn't like, like speaking that much, and I'm not going to be around to plan a Bucks. So you know he's going to plan the Bucks. Speeches at weddings, take him or leave him. Here we go. So many, so many speeches. Keep it days. short, keep it sweet. I, chat GPT? <laughs> yeah. Is well, that I mean, what's going to go on? Apparently that's apparently that's um uh, I got that drum from a guy who does a bit of wedding photography. Apparently that's rife. Oh, I bet. at the moment. I yeah. think the but big one is just templates. You can also say it say it in the tone of. So you could say, "Give me a wedding speech about this person." Put in some of their details and say, "Say it in the tone of Kevin Hart." I think oh, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if I'll get away with that. Yeah, that tone. Certain, yeah. Words, well, you certain pick, words Kevin Hart can uh, say that Connelly. he's not allowed to. Billy Connolly. <laughs> How about Kevin Bridges? Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with Kevin Bridges. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, and don't do what I do and just read it word for word. Do the run, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, perhaps. Oh, no, no, don't worry about You know what? I'd, you know what? Let's do it. Chat GPT. I want a speech about this Scottish bloke in the tone of Jerome Luai. Oh, that would be good. If you, Because they wouldn't have seen that over there. They'll think this is your original work. Yeah. They'll be like, I don't know if, what's your mate's name? Uh, my name's name is Sean. I don't know if you know anything about Sean, but, uh, well. Oh, the maestro's with you on the text line. He said, I don't know, I reckon Jerome Luai's wedding speech was pretty good. Yes, maestro. <laughs> well done. <laughs> A little bit of this. And if you didn't know, you don't know Brian Tall. This man has the stinkiest ass I've ever been around. Stinkiest. Stinkiest. And he's proud of it. He's proud of it. And if I'm wearing a kilt, so like a, with no underwear. Yeah, yeah. and he's proud of it. <laughs> Advice there from a, from a comedian, Barney. If the joke doesn't land the first time, do you reckon if you keep saying stinkiest, it might solicit a laugh eventually? You know what that is? That's the... <laughs> that's the stinkiest. 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 That that's the uh, that's that's the technique where like um you'll see you'll see it with some comedians where they reset up the you know the the women be shopping women be shopping yeah women be sh- like you get you keep hitting it eventually oh, people are like, oh yeah he does have the stickiest <laughs> ass doesn't he <laughs> oh it's tough to listen to uh, Pedro the Rooster says it's his first day back at work longest day in history yeah I think those sentiments are echoed by a lot would have been longer I reckon if the test went to the fifth day and everybody indulged on day five of the test then had to work today. Oh, yeah, that'd be... The Aussies did us a favour, didn't they? Yeah, they gave everyone a rest day. Yeah, (laughs) an in-between day. Uh, Afternoon, gentlemen. I think Joel and Fletch would be disgusted by the amount of bruising that is going into play today, says Timmy. Well, that's the thing. Joel and Fletch aren't here. Yeah. Bruce, I, I don't subscribe to bruising. This is the summer at home. This isn't this the run is home with John Fletch. Yeah. This is the summer run home. So, if, yeah, I don't have a problem with if talking about a person adds to a story, then I'll say it every time. You're yeah. actually one of the station's best Brewsters, let's say, actually. I'm a, yeah, I'm oh, a Brewster. Yeah. But if I walked there, if I told a story without a name in it, you just go, if I said, oh, I met this boxer at this party once and he was really swaggy, you go, cool story, James. Yeah. If I said, oh, I met Anthony Joshua and he was good looking and he was crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But it's not like, also, the Anthony Joshua story came up because there was Anthony Joshua news. It's yeah, not like you just went, hey, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. my five best party yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> Gather around, guys. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Joshua, Joshua had the stinkiest ass. Stinkiest, stinkiest, stinkiest ass. Oh, glory to God, word up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home Room. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text us 0457736736. Time now for Kennard's Performer of the Month. Does Kennard's Hire help you save time? Ken Oath. Nominations for December. Uh, Barney, I'll let you read these. Mate, okay, so obviously we're, we're in January. Who even remembers December? But we had to cast Tough. our minds back. Um, obviously, Australian Test Captain Pat Cummins. Uh, what a series. Um, and I'm I'm going to include the the third test in the in the December nominations. Mm. Yes. No. Um, mm. So I I think we can. He's definitely up there for performer of the month. Uh, the other one out of the test sides would be Amir Jamal, uh, Pakistani fast bowler, made some runs, uh, particularly in this last test match. Speaking of swagger, runs. he was a swaggy little dude, wasn't he? Wasn't he? What? Yeah, a lot about him, mate. He uh, he stare downs, a lot of. 
he it seemed like bands had potentially. He'd spent a bit of time here playing some grade cricket. Oh, has he? And so I feel like he'd picked up a little bit of the, oh, okay, this is how you. He understands the. Uh, there's a bit of swagger to, to, yeah. how to go back he? at these blokes. I think he's 26, maybe. It was seven yeah. years ago he was playing. Because um, I was saying how young cricket. he was um, on the coverage. I was looking at him going. 27. 27. 27. Yeah. You know, he's so young. He's so early in his career. It's like the guy looks 30. Yeah. 27. Oh, yeah. 27. Yeah, he's... Uh, he, geez, he had a good beard. They can grow really good beards, the Pakistani players and the Indian players. They all have perfectly groomed... Yes. Do you reckon they've got an in-house... In-house barber? barber that Ooh, they bring with them? I like that. because India, you... India would. Oh, uh, yeah, India. Well, I don't think they'd have an in-house barber. They'd bring individual barbers, knowing those... The way that squad works is you you, you can bring your own barber. Yeah, no worries. True. Part of your own entourage. Um You'd think they they they. Did you ever get uh, when you were um, on Fox? Did they ever do haircuts in hair and makeup before you went out? Yeah, I I got the the best thing about when we went back after COVID was the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you beauty. Did they tell you have to be shaved? Like no, everyone else did, but for some reason, no one ever. Like I remember one of the makeup. Ladies saying, because um, they'd made, I think they'd made Hindy shave. Like that was part of the, like, you know, because he'd be freshly shaven. So he was shaving at the sink. And um, one of the, the girls doing the makeup on me was like new. And so she says to, to one of the other makeup ladies, she goes, oh, do, does he have to? And the lady goes, no, for some reason, no one cares if he shaves or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I don't know if that's a great thing, but uh, you know yeah. what? It, it works for me. I don't have to shave. Take it. Yeah. Uh, who else we got for our nominations? Mate, uh, let's throw up. Well, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a West Tigers jersey walking around the building here. Mm. Uh, very uh, cock-a-hoot because they, they had a good December in that they've they've uh, got the scalp of Jerome Luai. Huge. Um, glory to God, word up, they got him. Um, <laughs> can, can I just say it's been surprisingly polarizing for Tigers fans online. Really? I've seen footage, and some of our listeners will know where I saw this footage, of Tigers fans burning their jerseys because Luai is coming to the club. Wow. Kid you not. What? I thought they would have been ecstatic, but apparently, look, he's a polarizing figure, right? Mm. But once he's at your club, you'd love him. Yeah, exactly. He's like, the kind I, of I, I hate him when he plays for Penrith, but when he plays for New South Wales, I get around it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much uh, in the the same camp. Like during Penrith, I'm like, yeah, I can take a leave the bike. But then, yeah, you see, uh, yeah, you see him for New South Wales standing over blokes that he had no business to stand <laughs> over. You know, I'm like, I like that. Someone put it back in these blokes' faces. Yeah. Um, Have a great night. Sorry if I cussed. <laughs> Glory to God. We're up. <laughs> Tourists, have you got any nominations? In the football world, the round ball game, uh, Liverpool, they're top of the league in You're in not England. a Liverpool fan, are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not an English football fan, really. Inverness? In, oh, he remembers. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, yeah what about top... Wrexham? Looking like they're going to go up to League One. Yeah, the fairy tale story of so pumping good. stupid amounts of money into a lower league club and then suddenly getting your way out of the club. I'll watch it. I, I, for me, it's not a fairy tale story. Really? I, I could, what? They just bought a team and they just paid all that money and they're they're firing up the league. But it's exciting. It's literally a Hollywood story. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that Hollywood story. I think it's this is. Plastic. You got to remember. I think it's fake. The Brits. Wow. 
um, inclu- which is Great Britain, including Scotland. For the moment. They have a real yeah, problem. Yeah, for now. We're not talking about make off. Have been for a long <laughs> time. Your and you know what? That's where they're most comfortable. Being <laughs> Almost. By the Jesus, I want to turn the mic on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, but they've got a thing about the Americans. There's a real... I remember I was when I, I worked in the states years ago for a summer, and mm. um, and there was guys I was working with that were English blokes, and just like they'd come to America, they were working in American system, couldn't stand Americans. <laughs> I'm like, why'd you come here, boys? Yeah, right. So you, yeah, you're not on board the Wrexham story, okay? Yeah. Um, just on that, I was speaking. I was speaking to my barber today. Funnily enough, British bloke. Yeah, yeah. not Scottish. England uh, is the the boss, not the employee. Um, (laughs) it was was a Scottish bloke, like sweeping up the hair. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, he was talking about, uh, he's a Birmingham fan. So I think they're in the championship. So they're owned by Tom Brady at the moment as well. It's looking, he said that it's looking and Wayne Rooney's been sacked by them. Got sacked, did he? Yeah, last week. Yeah. Wayne Rooney's been sacked. Maybe he hasn't been keeping up to date with the results because <laughs> he's like, you know, since Rooney's coming, he's I think he's two and fifteen. It's not good. And he's got a good squad. Like they should be doing better. They might drop from the championship down to League One. Yeah. And we're talking about um, Wrexham and and you know that fairy tale story. And I was wondering why haven't they made a movie like a Hollywood movie about Leicester? Yeah. Uh, 2016 when they won the title. That's yeah. box office. It's been six years. Well, no, it's coming on eight years now. It's and they haven't made crazy. a movie about that. That's the craziest sports story I've ever seen. Oh yeah, they should have never been anywhere near the top of the league. And never unless mind people winning. follow EPL and understand the disparity in ownership, income, revenue, everything between those teams, it's hard to understand what they did, but. That's got to be a Hollywood film. Yeah, I think the fact that it was a the, the main protagonist, as it was, Jamie Vardy as well. You've got him yeah. as, and his wife. So there, there could be storylines there. Bit of a sad ending, but like in What's a few... A sad a, ending? Well, not a few years later, the owner of Leicester City, he died in a helicopter accident near the stadium. So there's, uh, again... We don't need to go a couple yeah, well, years. Let's not do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but there is, there is a lot <laughs> of story you, around it. This is the problem with the Scots, right? Yeah. They don't know when it's over. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> finding the silver lining. I don't know what you're finding. Oh, well. You're finding cyclones. Uh, all right. Can I make a nomination? Yep. Let me just pick from the couple of options here. I'm going to go the Sharks for signing Adam Fenua-Blake. I actually think that is... A bigger signing than Jerome Luai. Might not have cost as much money, but I think the impact... Because the Sharks are teetering. Yeah. They're teetering. No, I'm with you. They need just a small piece of the puzzle to take it to that next level. And I think Adam could be it. That's the one that's going to pay off quicker, I think. Like, the the, the Tigers' problems are bigger than one... Like, getting one big-name player in. Whereas the the Sharks are are looking for a, a piece of the puzzle and... Adam Fenua Blake could certainly be that piece. Mm. If it all works out the way, you know, you'd hope it would for them, then that that could be um that could be really significant. If we ever had a rugby league Leicester City story, what would be our version? It would have to be the Dolphins winning this last year. Their first year. Yeah. It would have had to have been this year. Gone. Mm. But there there has the, to be a rags to riches where a team's gone <clears throat> wooden spoon to premiership. So Tigers this year? If they did it this year, yeah. If, yeah. Tig- if Tigers, Tigers did, it did it this year, year, that'd be a Leicester City for sure. What more odds of the t- will the will the West uh, Tigers be? Oh. They wouldn't be five hundred to one because it's it's there's only so many teams. Yeah, no, Leicester then. Leicester was five hundred to one, weren't they? Thousand to one, I think. Thousand to yeah. one. Yeah. 
thousand to one, and people put a thousand dollars on. Crazy. If I had a time machine, that's all I'm doing. Just gambling. No, no. <laughs> I'm not coming back to see Don. I'm doing nothing. I'm just gambling. Not, not killing course. Hitler. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so when everyone goes with you, are just like, nah, man. I'll I'll, I'll punt I'm, on it. You I'm know what? What are the bucks on Leicester? <laughs> you go. To, you go to the right part of World War Two and just bet on the Allies. <laughs> You would blink and <laughs> when come they're at long odds. You would blink and come back. No one would even know who Elon Musk was. You just know James Magnuson. I would be the trillionaire of the you, world. You do realize <laughs> you've just made yourself Biff in Back to the Future too. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember. It's been so <laughs> you, long since I watched it. You're officially the bad guy from Back to would the Future. Would you still too. swim? Uh, no. No. You wouldn't be <laughs> a swimmer, swimmer billionaire. <laughs> you wouldn't have to. The reason you swim is to. You know, change your life circumstances. If your life circumstances are already there, why get up at four thirty to go and swim? Be mad to. But what's gambling really costing you uh, for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, all right, who's our winner? Do we give a winner, Mark? I think we got to give it to Paddy Cummins. For yeah, what Paddy, yeah Cummins. Paddy Cummins. Just for the blue eyes alone, give it to him. Oh. After hours return is now available at selected Canard's higher branches. Does this allow you to stress less? Ken Oath. Thanks, Amy. You're on the summer run home. Thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. It's a Schnitz Schnugget Sports Schnupdate. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. All righty, Barney. Big news. Uh, not good news. Sorry mm. to tell you. Sam Kerr has suffered an ACL injury whilst on a training camp with Chelsea. She'll now almost certainly miss the Olympics for the Matildas. Well, definitely. It's in July. Six, seven months, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nine-monther. Easy. Mm. Failing uh, another COVID. Just postpone it 12 months. True. And, you, you know, you never know what happens between now and July. Weird <laughs> things are happening in the world <laughs> yeah. at a very let's fast ho- rate. Let's hope we don't have another COVID. At My at God. very that... fast rate. Uh, the sec- this is the second time she's torn her ACL. Mm. She previously did it in 2011. Uh, she's off contract with Chelsea this season. Was expected to be the first female player in history uh, to get a contract worth over one million dollars a season. That be a million US. I think. I think that's the article that I was stealing yeah. that from. Yes. Yeah. Because mm. we had an argument in our household who would be on more money, Mary Fowler or Nathan Cleary, and I was in on team Nathan Cleary. Oh yeah, my Cleary. girlfriend was on uh, Mary Fowler. If they were doing new deals right now. Both at the same time, I think Fowler might just Where can she hit? get more than Cleary? <sighs> 1.2 million. Maybe not. Maybe not. It'll be high. She'll be, she'll be a high. Cleary she'll on endorsements as well. The, yeah, but Mary Fowler. Yeah, more Mary Fowler. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I think the the overall long-term marketability of those of the Matildas players, I reckon they're going to be worth more in the long run. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who would you pay more, Nathan Cleary or Mary Fowler? <laughs> well, Mary Fowler's playing in the WSL in like the, the Premier League in, in in England as well. So like she has worldwide. Don't the Scots love England? Yeah, obsessed. <sighs> Have you seen the NRL? It's it's amazing. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I'm yeah not, no, I'm, no one else has. I'm yeah, not no. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, look, in that household, it's a nice problem to have, right? Let's just say they're not struggling when they get yeah, their exactly. first house together. It's going to be a. Nice old mansion. It's like when Tom Brady was was married, earning one of the highest salaries in the NFL, but was still bringing home less than his wife. Than Giselle. Yeah. How does that power dynamic work in that house? That would be... Oh, it doesn't anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Not well now. Mm. I imagine that would have been an awkward household at all times, though. Oh, yeah. Because the more you see Tom Brady post-retirement, the more you realize he's 
a weirdo. He's a little left to center, isn't he? He's oh, bit, he's, he's an odd different. cat. Yeah. He's an odd cat. I don't think I realized that when he was playing. Maybe I just don't watch enough NFL content. I hope, though, because he was the biggest thing, in especially when he was up at the Patriots and he was just everywhere he went. He was beloved, won, won all those championships. I hope that when he went home, she'd say stuff like, oh, how was your little football game with your friends? Yeah. <laughs> like, just real dismissive. Like, like, oh, he's got a part-time job. I don't know. He plays football with his friends. Oh, man. Um so for Sam Kerr, uh, it's a massive loss for the Matildas, but also for the Australian Olympic side. Uh, she's the biggest name in the team. Uh, who should be the Australian flag bearer for the Olympics, Mark? It's a real good question. We would, Mark and I were throwing around some names. Is this for the opening or the closing? For the opening. You know, the, the, the opening so the iconic. So it can't one. be a swimmer. Why can't yeah. be a swimmer? No, they, oh, that's they, what I was they saying. Swim, they swim the next morning. Also, no one cares. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Ledecky? So, hey? Ariane Titmus? No, no, it can't, it can't be for the opening. And you just named mm. an American swimmer then. Is she? Oh, well, they are. Not Ariane, Katie Ledecky. Oh, you want yeah, it's, yeah. Swimming. it's swimming. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this guy. Uh, that, that's a good question. There'd be, they'd, you've got to, you've got to look to multiple, someone who's a multiple well, time Well, Jess Olympian, Fox think, is though. an obvious one. Yeah. Um, Very likable. Athletic. Successive. Athletics. Successful. Paddy Mills did the closing ceremony for the last one when that should have been Emma McKeon, who became the most successful Olympian of all time for an Australian. But that's all right. Uh, I'd, I, so I'd say it'll probably be a swimmer for closing ceremony. So I think for opening, you're looking at team sports, athletics. What about an equestrian? Andrew Hoy was good back in the day. Is he still going around? I don't think he is. I think no. he's, he's hung <laughs> no, it up. I don't think so either. Reason. But he went, he, I think he did he's seven. He hung up his stirrups. <laughs> he did seven on the trot. Did he? Did he come up with the horse with the flag? Did they come out into the... <laughs> no, that would be cool. That, that would be, would be Yes. That would be cool. Now we're talking. Or Michael Paris, Diamond, get in rifle touch. over one shoulder. Flag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Misses getting piggybacked. Remember that was... A, I don't know if you remember this, Barney. So it was a big point of contention before... The London Olympics, I'm going to say. Uh, Michael Diamond uh, was dating or married to one of the other shooters. And they wanted to share a room. Ooh. But rooms in the village, uh, well, they're split into apartments and they're single-sex apartments. Again. Oh, yeah, right. Another issue in 2024. But yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so like we had uh, in one apartment, there was say, there would have been about eight swimmers in rooms or two, in an apartment, and you've got a little living area, a little kitchen and all that. And Michael Diamond wanted to be in a room with his missus, with his fair enough. partner. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But uh, it was like a big, big point of contention on the... Uh, that they weren't allowed. Yeah, I think it was potentially Kitty Chiller at the time. Kitty wasn't... Not having, chi- not nah, having a bar of it. No, nah, she wasn't chill. Um, I can't remember what happened. We'll get Mark to research it. That's, but, so who'd you, who, was, who was your apartment mate? In our part, my roommate was a guy I trained with here in Sydney called Dan Arnamart. He was a backstroker. But in London, um, they they mixed us up and moved us into different rooms in the second week. And I was rooming with Eamon Sullivan. Um, and he was going missing for days at a time. Don't know really? Was, yeah, don't good know time? Yeah, I think he was having a good time. <laughs> good for him. In uh, London. London was a, a lot of fun. Hey, Mark, Pete- Mark wouldn't have liked it. but <laughs> No. All right. I mean, he, he's heard about London, but he'd avoided it at all costs. And Jared you know. Whateley wouldn't have liked it. It's not a bit rainy. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> Peach is this afternoon, fellas. Pole bearer has to be Jess. Pole bearer or flag bearer has to be Jess Fox in her mother's native land and an Olympic champion. Uh, yeah, that's. I think Jess Fox is a good yeah. good shout. Yeah, she's a real good shout. Good shout. She's been on the run home as well, so we we support oh, Jess oh, Fox. Show zone. Yeah, Jess absolutely. Fox. Beautiful. Hopefully, we've got a member of the run home that's going to be in Paris. It can be like a correspondent uh, during the Olympics. This year. Oh, it's Philippi going over. Probably. Probably. Uh, all right. In other sports news, we're back to sport. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, FA Cup results overnight. Liverpool beat Arsenal 2-0. Yep. Man City thump Huddersfield 5-0. Uh, on Saturday, Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham defeated Burnley 1-0. They back, Mark? They're back where they need to be? No? Uh, uh, kind of. They, the, so the Asian Cup is on at the moment, and their best player, their captain, Son Hung Min um, for Tottenham, he's away for a month, which is a lot. So it's pretty disruptive. This stuff, isn't it? Yeah, Liverpool, Mo Salah, their best player, he's gone for the month. The amount of games they must play during a year. Some of these players that do the international plus FA Cup plus EPL. I think there was a season where Salah played fifty-three games or something stupid like that. It's like it's fifty-two weeks in the year. Imagine having to go to work fifty-three days. And sometimes you're playing up to it. 90 minutes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's some audio from Ange Postacoglu. Do you ever picture yourself lifting trophies as a more general question? I've got real pictures, mate. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few of them, mate. <laughs> no, I just look at the ones I've got, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I've earned them. I'm not lucky. <laughs> Oh, i got to say, I love him. I love him. Uh, but something I've noticed, and, and it's this will be contentious. I reckon, Ooh, here we go. I reckon Nick Kyrgios, is, uh, he's turned around the fortunes for Australian athletes and coaches. So we always used to get peppered by uh, British journalists. Yep. They like to pick on Aussies a little bit. I'll rile them up a bit. Sometimes they're not even interested. We, like, we should explain to Mark, the English sometimes look down at us. Mark, oh, it's right. not like yeah, the yeah, Scottish yeah, yeah. and the English. Yeah. They look down at Australians. It's weird. <laughs> no, right, okay. Thanks and historically, I, I don't think we've handled it too well. Then there mm. was that time at Wimbledon where Kyrgios just blasted a couple of Pommy um, journalists and everyone loved it. And then the way Pat Cummins handled the English media during the Ashes was amazing. Yep. Like taking a swipe at them without offending them almost. A little more subtle than Kyrgios. Just dismissing them on facts. And then you listen to that from Ange. Perfect. It's just like he's sitting there saying, just sit down and shut up. Yeah. I'm in control here. Yeah, you, mate, you're a journalist. I know you think because I'm from Australia, I can't coach in this league, but there's a reason I'm here. Yeah. So sit down, shut up. I've done stuff you haven't. Yeah. I ask, think we've got the upper hand, Mark. What do you reckon? Australians in terms of being the media in, in, in England. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of controversy with English media, of course, when... Johnny Bairstow walked as well. Oh. as well. That was another point where they were mm. English media didn't really shine themselves in the best light mm. over the past couple of months. So they're uh, known for being vicious, and they're known for getting under the skin of Australian athletes. But I just think we've turned a corner. Well, it helps when you're winning. It would yeah. be very like yeah. we wouldn't be having this conversation if England won the Ashes, Kyrgios never played another game again, and Ange was already sacked from Tottenham. So yeah. it's easy to say the stuff that you've got the the one up on them when yeah this you're is, winning. I I get what he's doing. He's Scottish, right? Mm. Um, he, he's he's so what you got to do intellect. is win, win. I saw the end of Braveheart. Win, mate. 
all right, NFL playoffs are all set. The Lions mm. uh, 30 defeated the Vikings 20. So the Lions secure number two seed in the NFC. Panthers nil defeated by the Bucks nine. That's very low scoring. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> that's boring game. Three field goals. Yeah. Wow. And then because of that, the Bucks made the playoffs as well. Do the Panthers make the playoffs? The Panthers are not made the playoffs. They 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 are the worst team in the NFL. They won two games all year. So that's in in uh, Carolina too. I think it was in Carolina. I think. Oh yes. man. Yeah. So there's not even like because sometimes you look at those low scores and it's like a Buffalo game in Buffalo under an eight and a half foot of snow. Yeah. And you go, okay, that's why. But I can't imagine Carolina was no, too so cold. The owner no. of the Carolina Panthers, a guy called David Tepper, he was recently fined last week three hundred grand for throwing something at a, at a fan. He was so angry at the game he threw a cup of beer or whatever into the crowd from his like personal box at the stadium and the NFL find him 300 grand that's good that's so good that's something cool to do if you had like let's say you had a time machine and went back and uh, gambled and became a trillionaire buying a sports (laughs) team buying a sports team is so cool it's so cool I just love the the idea like because to us you know they find him 300 grand we're like whoa that is literally less than a speeding fine to this guy yeah it's nothing who would you buy if you could buy a sports team? But if I could buy any sports team, uh, well, I'd go full Nathan Tinkler yeah. and buy the Newcastle Knights. Okay. Um, in terms of more so global... So it's not based off... You're not basing it off financial return or investment or anything like that. You're just going love of the team. No. Mate, if you buy Newcastle Knights, you've pretty much bought Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm playing a long game. That's the thing I see when I watch like the the Wrexham doco. They're doing you know huge sponsorship deals, and there's obviously a financial return mm. as well. But I don't know. I think I'd have to separate the love for my rugby league side and my ownership of a side because it would just become it'd lose the fun of supporting the side. See, this is what you got to remember: those guys are actors. Mm. So the, all that public. Facing stuff, they're able just to turn it on, like, oh yeah, this is like, and pretend it's just yeah. this boy childish dream they've had. There's no way this wasn't thought out from the start. We'll buy this club, we run this marketing campaign, do a we'll deal bring with money Disney. in, we'll do a deal with Disney, we'll bring all this money in, and it's and do it through, from a marketing point of view, reverse engineer the uh, the whole thing. They would almost be like front and center sponsorship on their jersey would almost be worth as much as the top clubs because of the viewership they'd be well, getting on. It's Disney. TikTok. That's their sponsor. It's TikTok, yeah, like that's some, right. So like, it's not like it's a small company. It's yeah. one of the biggest. Lundy on the text line um, talking about who he'd like to see uh, address the British media. He'd like to see Jerome Luai address mm. the British media. The King. I don't know if you know the King. This man has this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another NFL game. So Patriots 3 were defeated by the Jets 17. Uh, Bill Belichick coming up. Rumors he may resign. Sure, Mark will get to that. Ah, oh, it's at seven thirty AM tomorrow. Well, has he announced mm. a press conference? They've announced a press conference, but well, he's, you don't do knows. a press conference to say I'm going another year, do you? Probably not. I, I'm I'm not sure, but no, pro- probably not going to go another year. But he's the greatest coach of all time. So, all right. Shame. Well, Mark, you're an NFL expert. Who's going to win? Uh, the Super Bowl this year. It's yeah. going to be the Forty Nine ers versus the Chiefs. I've been saying it since week one. It's going to be the Forty Nine ers for the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't that good at the moment, but I'm sticking to it. The the smart money would be 49ers-Ravens would be the, the Super Bowl. And 
at this point in time, I, 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 I rarely predict the Super Bowl because any team in the Super Bowl can win. He's a Swifty now. That's yeah. why he thinks the Chiefs no, are getting there. He's a mad no. Swifty. Is that a jersey clash? Uh, yeah, they're both red. Yeah, they won't, they won't, yeah. Both won't be on their home jerseys. Yeah, if it's so the Ravens who are the other favourites, then you'll be fine. But yeah, yeah, but, but that's yeah. a that's a good uh, good looking clash. Ravens 49ers. All right. Uh, thanks to Schnitz, got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. Yes, you're on the summer run home. You've got Barney and the Missile with you for this Monday. Uh, Hopefully, if it's your first day back at work for the summer, uh, it's not dragging on too long. Not too long to go. We're we're almost at the end of the second hour of the show. Uh, Plenty of text coming in if you want to get involved. 0457 736 736, which is exactly what Trev from Canberra said. We were talking about who should be the flag bearer. And uh, we're talking about a swimmer carrying the flag at the closing ceremony. Uh, Trev says, hey, gents, a swimmer would be great to carry the flag at the closing ceremony, but the tight somethings at the AOC are kicking out the, sw- the swimmers out of the yep. village after their events close. It's a shame the swimmers and other athletes can't hang around, enjoy the Olympic experience, and support the rest of the Aussie team, Trev from Canberra. Miss Alt, now, notoriously, that's, that's the fun part. Yeah, Once your events work. are done... <laughs> That's why that's why we hear the crazy number of condoms are in the village. <laughs> well, is, that, is, that tr- is that true? The it's AOC true. are booting them? It's not just swimmers. It's all athletes will be sent home the day after they finish competing. What do they think is going to happen? It's, and that's not, that's not all countries. That's Australian athletes. Can they stay if they want to? No, uh, not in the village. They have not to find village, accommodation right, okay. and try and find accommodation in Paris during yeah. the Olympic Games with less than a year's notice. Forget about it. Um, that they, is, well, so the, the reason they've said is this is what they did in Tokyo, right? Mm. They sent all the athletes home the day after they finished competing. Wasn't that for COVID reasons? Though? Correct. But what happened in Tokyo, we had our most successful Olympics ever, I believe. Um, main part of the reason being was that the f- swimmers in the first week had their most successful Olympics ever, which kind of mirrors the success of the whole team, right? Within reason. I'm not pumping up swimmers too much, but we had our best ever Olympics for the swim team, gold medal haul through the roof, best Olympics ever. So they're saying, well, that worked in Tokyo, so let's let's do that forever now. Let's send the swimmers home the first. No. It's like the swimmers weren't being distracted in the first week. That's where we've got... Anyway, it's a, it's a big point of contention. I feel really sorry for the, the athletes who'll be experiencing their first Olympics, basically competing and then being shipped out. 